Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Listener, welcome to our show. And hello, we are back. We are trying to sing along with the intro. Stevie, I think you did a pretty good job. I uh, don't know how I originally <laughs> sang that last note. It's too high. Which one? Uh-huh. I mean, I remember trying to do it, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's really high." I, I was struggling to match you. I don't know how you did it. Uh-huh. Right? Is it that? You channeled your inner Muppet, and I did. you found the note. Uh-huh. Oh, I wish we had video. <laughs> if only you could see what I just did, dear listener. Okay, well, welcome to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Today's star date is 310622.8. And we are discussing the season finale of season one of Star Trek Lower Decks, entitled No Small Parts. Engage British mode. Engage British mode. We've gone full British. It took... Oh, no. What happened there at the end of British. Have we gone full British? Is that still British? If I do that, is that a... I think you were going for a... Was that supposed to be a, a Scotsman brogue? Brogue? I don't know. I don't... I don't know <laughs> how <laughs> to do one of those. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I'll go... I'll stick to my... Actually... <laughs> Uh, what people don't realize is that I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm I'm from the UK, but I speak with this fake American accent, which is very spot on. That's mm, what it is. Yes. And sometimes my original accent slips through. That's that's the issue. I feel like we need to actually make good on our promise of doing a podcast, one of those old British scripted podcasts, the sort of murder mystery. Yes, of course. Of Nightmare Inn or whatever it is. Murder. I yes, it sounds mm. like a murder. Yeah, need to find some time for that. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, yes. Today we're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> so this is the season finale, and uh, it's a great episode. And let's just run it down before we both lose our minds. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Okay, no small parts. This is the final the final episode of season one, and it delivers in every which way. All right, the Cerritos is around the planet of Beta 2, a planet which Kirk visited a generation before. It's where the people were worshipping a sort of evil computer named Landru that told them what to do and mostly told them to murder and not trust strangers and outsiders. Kirk figured out it was a computer and shut it down, and the people were freed. But now they've gone back and Freeman is there with Ransom. And apparently, since Starfleet is not checked in, the people have gone back to worshipping Landru. And so once again, Freeman and Ransom have to convince them not to worship the computer and to go back to living their lives. 
Freeman is frustrated with this as they beam back onto the ship. She says, like, you know, it's just so much work. You wish Star Trek Starfleet would check in more often with these planets that they've been to to make sure people aren't backsliding into their previous behaviors. Ransom says, oh, yeah, you know, he refers to the era of Kirk as the TOS era. Ha 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 ha. For those old scientists. And Freeman's just sort of upset that Starfleet has such wishy-washy intervention when it comes to these things. Like, goes in, changes things, but then doesn't check in, check up on things. So they go to the bridge, and they're like, let's get out of here. But then they realize they still have some crew on the planet. Who? Oh, it's just Mariner, who's giving away art supplies and saying that it's better than worshipping the evil computer Landrew. Boimler shows up, and Mariner's like, oh, God, he's going to give me a lecture. But instead, he joins in breaking protocol with Mariner. And Mariner's like, oh, is it because of my teachings that you that because you're my Padawan? She doesn't say Padawan because that's from Star Wars. But she says, is it because of my teachings? Because I'm your mentor. Boron was like, oh, it's not just that. His calm is open when he takes his shirt off. So he thinks that he's speaking privately. But in fact, everyone on the ship can hear them because they're waiting for them to come back because they're looking for the people who are still on the surface. And he makes it known to the entire ship and crew that... Mariner is Freeman's daughter, which is, of course, the thing that Mariner and Freeman both did not want people to know. Everyone hears it. Mariner's super upset. Boimler's like trying to sort of extort Mariner to make sure that whenever whatever they do, they get out of trouble because her mom is the captain. And Boimler's making fun of her as they are beamed up directly to the bridge. And he's embarrassed. Enter credit sequence. Okay, so let's get into the real meat. Of- do we not want to do a dun-dun-dun? I thought that was a pretty big dun-dun-dun. Oh, dun, yeah, so we dun 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 Let's hit him with a dun-dun-dun. Yes! <gasps> See, if I do it slow, I can do it. I can't do the quick one that's really loud, but I can do... Uh, who cares? So, <laughs> no one is concerned with that. Cut to, hard cut to the USS Solvang in the Kala system. It's Captain Dayton, whom you may remember from a few episodes back. She was the captain of the Rubido. That was when... Mariner's friend took over the ship because the captain and Ransom and Shax were on like a weird mission to plant seeds and the ship got destroyed by the weird entity that turned and floated off into space. Anyway, Captain Drayton's been given the Solvang. It's a brand new ship. They're super happy about it. They're there in the Callus system. They're, she's trying to keep the ship super perfect. She won't let, any, let anyone wear shoes on the bridge as long as possible. A ship shows up out of nowhere. Big, dark, ominous ship. Fires on them. They go to red alert. Red alert. The shields are at 10%. Uh, grapple comes out of the ship, not a tractor beam, but like a literal grapple on like a rope with a thing. It grapples one of the... Nor- I'm going to add my own sound effect here. No, ladies and gentlemen, that was not from a recording. We do our own Foley work here. Um, <laughs> it grapples one of the nacelles and Dayton in sort of a panic is like, go to warp, go to warp, go to warp now! But while the ship is being held, and so the whole ship explodes in a cloud of debris and fire and darkness. And then it explodes. Yeah, it didn't really get to the whoosh part. It got to the... Great. I can add that in after. You can't speak in space, but just in case you wanted some extra sound effects for your explosion. Meanwhile, on the Cerritos, Tendi is super excited because she's going to be the liaison for a new recruit that's coming on board. And Rutherford is trying to adjust his like attitude controls 
and tend to get super excited when the recruit arrives and screams and Rutherford in a shocked reaction snaps off the sort of housing for the attitude control. And so now he's like, he's touching the actual attitude control itself. It actually controls his literal attitude. Uh, but they find out that the, the recruit is Exobot. It's like a floating little robot drone that is that speaks uh, and is sentient, but has no like appendages or arms or anything like that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that the synthetic life form? It's a synthetic life form. Warning. Synthetic life form. We're getting some good use out of that one. We got to use that one again. That's pretty good. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So... Mariner and Freeman are in the ready room and they're bemoaning the fact that the secret is out and that relationship is going to change with everything in the crew. And Mariner's like, what are we going to do? And Freeman's like, I have no idea. Ransom shows up. He immediately starts sucking up to both the captain as is normal and Mariner, which is new. Mariner huffs out in, in anger. She runs into someone who introduces himself as, as Lieutenant Levy, who apparently she went on a date with last year and claimed that Wolf 359 was an inside job and that the Dominion War didn't happen. I don't know if you call that an Easter egg or meta or what it is, but it is still relevant to this day. He wants Mariner to give Freeman something from him that he's worked on or whatever. And she goes, sure, I will. And then she throws it away. Then people want selfies from her. And Tiana's asking her if the captain will be okay with her and Shaq's hooking up and all this stuff. So Mariner's getting a lot more of attention because people know that she is the captain's daughter. On the crew, they get a distress call from the Solvang, but they think there's nothing out there in that system, so it's got to be nothing. They probably are just having trouble with the ship. Let's go out there and save them. They'll be so embarrassed when we show up and we say, hey, you accidentally sent this distress call. So they go out. Uh, Mariner is bemoaning the situation now to Boimler, and Chief Billup shows up and offers her some, quote, hand pies for some reason, and she's sort of not into it, but Boimler takes one because he reveals that he's trying to get a transfer a transfer slash promotion to the USS Sacramento, which is apparently a thing that's up. And then Mariner goes like, oh, transfer, that might be a good call. If she, if she applies and she gets it, no one on that new ship will know who she is or who her parents are, and so she's going to be fine. So now she's thinking, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to be straightened up and fly right. And she literally straightens her sleeves and neatens her hair to code and starts saying, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Boimler technically outranks her, and she, he hates it, and she keeps saying, sir. Tendi and the Exobot are walking down the hallway and the Exobot reveals that it came up with a perfect name based on uh, the database of all the cultures of Starfleet and it would like to be called Peanut Hamper. That may be important later. Mariner runs into Boimler later on and they're both headed to Ransom's office to discuss the transfer slash promotion and they're going to both talk to him and show them their stuff. Ransom is there. He's working out the entire time with his shirt off, like doing curls with uh, some dead, dead, dead weights, curl, curl weights, uh, weight, weight, dumbbells, dumbbells. I go to the gym a lot. Clearly the man who goes to the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know all about weights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Resistance bands and uh, medicine balls. Is that a still thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, basically, Ransom's like, hey, Boimler, you have a spotless record. You really deserve this promotion. But Mariners is the, the captain's daughter. I need to think about this, so he needs to work out harder, so he tells him to leave. Meanwhile, Attendee takes Peanut Hamper over to some part of, like, engineering area where Rutherford is. And Peanut Hamper is having a lot of trouble with no limbs or anything. He's trying to pick up things and is making a big mess. And Tendi starts to worry because she's supposed to be the liaison. And should she do something to make sure that... 
Peanut Hamper maintains a good attitude. Speaking of which, Rutherford is having trouble with his attitude thing. It, ba- it literally is going through like optimism, uh, anger, sexy, all this stuff. He's in like sarcastic mode. So later on, Tendi is is with Peanut Butter Hamper in uh, sick bay. It's just Peanut Hamper. Do I keep saying Peanut Butter Hamper? Because I love peanut butter. You do, but I love it. It's cute. Yeah, guys. Full disclosure. Yeah, I love peanut butter. It's peanut hamper. I'm so sorry. <laughs> me too. Ah, oh, me too. It's just peanut hamper. What's your favorite type of peanut butter? Listen, I love all peanut butter, all shapes and sizes. But if I if I had to choose natural, yeah, natural's great. The fake stuff uh, inside of a Reese's peanut butter cup. But if I had to choose the one that really takes me back, that gives me that Foucault like swan's way moment of biting into a madeleine and being transported back to my childhood it's skippy smooth peanut butter me too they didn't pay they didn't pay for that ad but but Mm. we're we endorse skippy smooth peanut butter i'm a skippy natural oh skippy natural is great so smooth yes oh yeah skippy natural but the reason i think it's because it doesn't have palm oil which is yes you know bad for orangutans and um, your digestive system, I think. Anyway, Peanut Hamper uh, is in sick bay, and Tendy's worried and starts to tell Dr. Tiana that, hey, you know, Peanut Hamper might have trouble with some of the stuff because they were having trouble earlier. But Peanut Hamper actually is the bomb at doing stuff, like has a laser that does micro-suturing and has figured out a way to promote skin grafting that uses half the amount of skin. So the doctor and Peanut Hamper really kick it off. Things going great. Tendi's super happy about how it's going. Cerritos flies into Zol- to Solvang, and guess what? Debris fail, baby. Um, the enemy is harvesting the wreckage, and uh, despite the fact that they try to use evasive maneuvers, the Cerritos gets captured. But instead of going to warp, once they're in the like weird grappling thing, they choose not to go to warp, and the nacelle is just ripped off by the weird grappling arm. But the ship doesn't explode. And who... Who, I ask thee, is responsible for all this death and destruction? None other than the Paclids, a race that we may know if we've watched a lot of Star Trek. Generally considered sort of like a nuisance, but not truly harmful. But here, they're the big bad. And they want the ship pieces. They've been waiting for Enterprise. This is not Enterprise, but they don't care. They're going to rip all the pieces off of the Solvang and the Cerritos, and they're going to add it to their ship because that's what they do. And they become super powerful. And no one knows what to do because the ship's, like, disabled without its other nacelle. And Freeman's like, we need someone who thinks outside of the box. She turns to Mariner. She's like, Mariner, I need you to be Mariner. Come up with a crazy idea. Mariner does come up with a crazy idea because the the technology of the Packlids is such that it's cobbled together. And if someone could get on there and release a virus that caused the whole ship to, uh, to be completely jacked up, that would work. So Rutherford runs into the holodeck and calls up a character we remember from a few episodes before. Badgie! Hi, I'm Badgie. Can I teach you a lesson? And Badgie's like, oh, yeah, I've made three viruses, but someone's got to go there and input them manually. And Rutherford's like, you're not trying to kill me, are you? And Badgie's like, oh, no. The Packleds start to board the ship. And so the crew has to run for weapons, and they're trying to fight, but they're cut off by some of the Packleds that are that are transported. And so Mariner reveals all of her contraband that she has hidden about the ship, and there's a bunch of weapons there. So the whole crew's fighting, everything's going crazy, and they're doing a great job. And Boimler admits in the middle of the fight that he wasn't mad at Mariner for trying to get the promotion. He was mad because he would miss her because she's his best friend. And Captain Freeman gets knocked out by one of the, the like, packlids, but Mariner's able to save her, and then they get the captain to sickbay, 
Rutherford shows up with the virus and they need someone who can store it and take it to the ship. And they all look at peanut butter hamper because they're like, hey, peanut, oh, peanut butter hamper. I said it again. Peanut butter hamper sounds delicious. <laughs> they all look at peanut hamper and they're like, you can do it, peanut hamper. And peanut hamper's like, oh, uh, no, actually, I joined Starfleet just to piss off my dad. I don't want to be in a dangerous situation. Must suck to be organic. And then transports itself out into space. So Rutherford finally taps himself back to normal. And he's like, all right, I can do this. He uploads the virus to his mainframe, even despite Tendy's being concerned about it. And he's like, I got to get to that ship. And Shax picks him up and says, I'll get you there, little man. And Shax runs through all the, you know, big bad Shax, runs through all the crew and stuff. And he's finally getting to get them to the shuttle. They fly this, they shoot a hole in the ship, fly out of the ship, shoot a hole into the other ship, fly into the ship. And uh, they manage to get onto the Packlet ship. Rutherford goes over, he links up. Shaxx takes on all, there's like four packlets that come running in. Shaxx takes on them all to give Rutherford time and the virus is loading, but then the virus gets to like 96% and then Badgie shows up and he's like, uh, 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 I'm not going to let this whole thing load until you're dead. And Rutherford's like, you got to let it load. I'll just leave. And then Badgie's like, sure, I'll make it work to an auto destruct. And then starts to make the ship about to explode. And Rutherford shares this information with Shax, and Shax says, not on my watch. And he runs over to Rutherford, and he can't rip the jack out, so he rips off the entire bionic uh, addition to Rutherford, throws him into the shuttle, still fighting off the pack leads, pushes the shuttle out of the breach in the hull, still fighting off the pack leads. And then, uh, well, Badgie goes critical, and being held back, yes. In space, the ship explodes with Shax still on it, gave his life for the crew. Mariner and Boimler <gasps> managed to give... Oh, should we? Should we? Do you want to do it now? Yeah. Do we do, we do, we do that we do later, it? usually, right? We do that later, okay. only. All right, well, we're going to do it. Uh, Mariner and Boimler, they bring power back online. Mariner's in the captain's chair. They think they're going to get away, but then three other ships arrive, three more packlet ships, and they latch onto the hull from all sides, and it looks like it's all curtains. They nothing left but the tears for the old Cerritos and crew. But then, out of nowhere, a new ship shows up, bum, ba, da, ba, the USS Titan, captained by none other than Will Riker, and I assume first officered by none other than Deanna Troy. Are you about to play something? No. I was just going to oh, do gotta, some... Torpedoes. Oh, oh, that. Okay. Pew, 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 Riker shows up and he's like, he he goes, oh, Mariner, hey, this makes us even. And Mariner's like, all right, cool. And then we find out that Mariner gets all her contraband from Riker. And Troy's like, we're going to talk about this. But the music from TNG swells and the ship is saved and everything works out great. Very listenable, this podcast. Mm. Very yeah. soothing. I hope you weren't falling asleep just now. I feel like when we do sound effects, yeah. we're like, let's do it as the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're kicking back. You're just, you know, you're like, yeah, this is a great day. And just let me just pour some of this hot coffee into my mug. And then we scream <laughs> and you, you probably poured hot coffee down your pants. We are so sorry. Meanwhile, yeah, back in space dock, the ship is being repaired. Freeman's like, hey, don't make any cosmetic changes. Just make my ship what it was. Tendy is reading to Rutherford, who's unconscious, but he wakes up. But he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember Tendy. And Tendy's super happy because that means they get to be best friends all over again. There's a service for Shaxx. 
Mariner and Freeman talk about checks in the ready room and Freeman lists Mariners insubordinations. And Freeman also mentions that Starfleet, you know, still upset with the whole thing and that Starfleet didn't realize that the, the Batons had regressed or to land or that the Packlids were a possible danger because they were collecting all this technology. And Mariner says that's Starfleet good at observing, but bad at maintaining. And Freeman says, you know, I got to follow the rules, but if I have someone like you, a loose cannon, maybe we can do some good work together. And they shake on it. And then Mariner and her mother, Captain Freeman, go to the bar. Mariner joins her friends. Captain Freeman slash Carol is swept on a big hug by Riker. Rutherford comes over and tries to hit on Troy. Tendi tells Rutherford about the adventures that they've had, mentions some things from earlier in the episode. Boimler admits to Mariner that, hey, you know what? You are my mentor, but you're also my friend. And Mariner's like, yeah, we don't have to be mentor-mentee. We can just be friends. Then Riker comes over, gives Boimler a pad and says, hey, I heard you did great work, Bumler. Bumler. Did you hear Bumler also? Bumler is what he calls him. Yeah, he said Bumler. Well, I know, but I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or if it was just, okay. I I assume. (laughs) That would be weird if if Frakes didn't know the character's name and had accidentally called. No, maybe it was accidental, but they're like, it works. I don't know. (sighs) Why would he promote him to his ship? Well, you you just, uh, yeah. Anyway, Boiler gets a promotion. He goes to the USS Titan. He's like, but he's like, it ends. He's not like a crazy, I guess he gets like a pip and a half or something. He's not like super duper promotion he just gets to work uh, on the bridge crew but he gets a promotion and he leaves and mariner keeps sending him angry messages because she's mad that he left and on the bridge of the titan Riker shows up says he was watching enterprise literally says those guys had a long road getting from there to here and ripe calls for warp factor five six seven eight and troy says oh the jazz not the jazz and here endeth Season 10 and the first season entire of Star Trek Lower Decks. It's been a hell of a ride. I can't wait to see what they got next. It's been wonderful. Shall we? Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Saki Burmese, and we're here at the Easter egg desk. I'll go immediately to Stevie Man. Stevie, tell us what you got for us. Hi there, Aki. Hi there. It's great to be here on the set of Lower Decks, as you know. Uh, there were so many Easter eggs. This this entire episode was packed with Easter eggs. So many Easter eggs, you could not get through them if they were chocolate, and it were, in fact, Easter. <clears throat> True shit. Well, obviously, we know TNG pack lids. We know that we had the TNG music with Riker and the Titan as they, they, as they came in to save the day. We had a little throwback mm-hmm. to Enterprise. We love our little Enterprise throwbacks. And Riker says, hey, I just well, I just came from watching Enterprise in the holodeck. Those guys had a tough time getting from there to here, which you picked up on. Oh, and of course, Peanut Hamper was one of our big Easter eggs. Peanut Hamper, in fact, being the, what do we call them? The Exobot. Thank you, the Exobot. Originally from TNG episode, The Quality of Life. And one of my favorite ones, I think, was Mariner's Contraband. There were loads of things in here. There was like a batleth. There was Klingon blood wine, a fencing foil, a Spock yes. helmet. That's a deep cut. Yes. And a deep cut. And a tribble. And she goes, what do you have a tribble for? And she's like, well, personal use. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Which I thought was a great answer. Yes. So they were, yeah. I mean, like, I love the beginning where it was a big throwback to the original series. And then they were like, hey, those guys nearly like had to meet a new species every week. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was a nice little thing. And of course, we did see a little clip. Um, or still from the animated series yes. within a track. And that was the first time I think we've ever seen track within a track. 
Trek incepted into Trek. Indeed. Well, uh, there you go, Aki. Did you did you have any more Easter eggs, or what do you think? Uh, no, only to add on that uh, when Riker comes in and uh, literally quotes the song from Enterprise, it's worth remembering that in the season finale of Enterprise, he is actually in the holodeck. It's like a weird episode inside of an episode where he's watching uh, Enterprise. It's hard to explain. He's on the Enterprise with Archer and them on their, the day that uh, What's-His-Face dies and all that stuff. It's uh, I don't know why I mentioned it. It's only a deep cut for those of us who like to watch Enterprise from start to finish every couple of years. Well, thanks there, Aki. It's, uh, that's back to you in the studio. Thank you. And uh, we've got just enough time left for weather and sports or quotable moments. Let's go to quotable moments. Oh, wait, but, but, but we haven't done who died. We're going to do that after quotable moments. No? Oh, okay. Or do you want to do that now? No, no, that's fine. Let's do quotable moments. Quotable moments. Ta-da. 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 It's a very important that we, you know, are serious about it. We're so tourists. serious. This is the most serious Star Trek show that you're going to find anywhere on the podverse. We're serious. Highly illogical, but serious. Uh, I have a couple. The one that I enjoyed immensely was Freeman in the space dock. And they're like, you know, we could soup up the, the Cerritos to make it look really awesome. And Freeman says, no, I don't want any cosmic cha- uh, cosmetic changes. I want her to look almost like she usually does. That was very funny. And possibly my favorite ransom quote of all time, when they're running and they get cut off on their way to get to the like to weapons before Mariner shows them all the contraband, Ransom says, looks like we'll have to repel them the old fashioned way, setting my fists to stun and my kicks to kill. I missed that. that. Was so dumb. It was so dumb, but I enjoyed it. What do you got? Quite enjoyed it when Mariner said to Billups, when everyone's sucking up to her. And uh, she says to Billups, get phased. Oh, yes. Just a, a small little thing yeah. that I enjoyed that. of just like a, <laughs> a nice phased. little Star Trek way to say piss off. Yeah. I enjoyed Peanut Hamper saying, I joined Starfleet to piss off my dad. Not to right. die at whatever it was, but not to not to die at for, for some stupid reason, really. But yeah. I joined Starfleet to piss off my dad, which I quite liked. Finally, <sighs> when um, Beckett and uh, Captain Freeman are having their little tete-a-tete as to how to figure out how to move on. Captain Freeman says to her, it might be good to have a captain on your side instead of up your ass. Hey, love it. Love it. Yeah, that's all we got. So that's all the quotable moments. Now, before we close out this chapter, it's important that I think we pay some last respects to uh, Lieutenant Chats. Lieutenant Chats, you were the epitome of a Bajoran warrior, full of heart, uh, full of drive, full of passion, but also a maniac, a complete maniac. But you saved the ship, and you pushed Rutherford to safety, and you fought off those pack leads arm in arm, and we have you to thank for the Cerritos' safety in season two. So to you, Lieutenant Chax, I say, you have faith of the heart. how we do it yeah i miss those those are fun it's a visual gag but we do salute yeah. <laughs> during that you'll never see it dear listener but that's how <laughs> we like to get down those were fun when we did it live um it's so saluting <laughs> well i guess that brings us to the end of lower decks i wonder what 
what on earth we'll do next time. That was a good segue, Aki. Next time on Set Phasers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, as some of you may know, season two of Lower Decks is coming out uh, sort of the second week of August. And so that gives us about a month of time to sort of figure out what we're going to do in between. I mean, there was a pretty sweet Picard trailer that dropped this couple weeks ago. And uh, there was, uh, uh, we we don't know when season uh, four of Star Trek Discovery is coming out, but we know, we got, I, think, I think there was another trailer for that too. So anyway, things are in the, <laughs> coming down the pike. <laughs> But uh, Lower Decks is the next thing to start up. So we thought it might be fun in these intervening four weeks. We have four weeks and there are four, count them four, TNG movies. Mm-hmm. And we thought we might do a little watch along where we watch all four of the movies. And we talk about them while we watch them because we've seen them a billion times. And you can watch along with us. We think it'll be fun. It's great for summer. It'll be good, clean fun for the whole family, except when it's super, super dirty because we're drunk. Yes. So I think it'll be a great time. Yeah. It's They're all going to start very kid-friendly and end in a dark, dark place. <laughs> and we recommend, so we'll, we'll explain how to do it, but basically uh, get yourself a drink, put on the podcast, and essentially it's kind of going to be like a director's cut, except with us two morons and not the actual director. Mm-hmm. Just talking you through. We are not involved in making the movie at all. We're just involved in drinking and watching. Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, so I think it'll be a good time, and we hope you'll join us. Thank you for joining us today. Even those of you who spilled coffee down your pants, I hope you're doing all right. If you enjoyed the program, please catch us every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Go back and check out old episodes. Tell your friends about us. Tell your strangers about us. Tell your enemies about us. We are here. We are set phasers and we are not going anywhere. Except right now when we finish the episode. And you can, of course, find us on the old social media. We are at set phasers and at set phasers podcast on Instagram and uh, Facebook, respectively. Meme game strong. Meme game strong. If you want to support us on our continuing mission to discover what Star Trek has in store for us, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash set phaser. Shout out to our patrons. Woohoo! And yeah, join our Patreon. We'll watch movies together. We'll watch Netflix together. We'll watch all of the series and do fun things on certain assigned days of mostly Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern. And it's a really good time. So uh, join us on patreon.com forward slash set phasers. Indeed. Did I just, I stole your thing tonight. You know, you do the, the now you do until next time. I guess I do. Okay, well, until next time, I'm Stevie Vance. Okay, and I'm Aki Burmese, and this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Should I do the, I'll do, I'll do uh, Shatner. Someone, you shall Shatner and I'll overact it. Okay, okay. All right. Shatner! Computer! Wait, I <sighs> forgot my button. I'll shout it. Okay, we're doing this again. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go, <clears throat> go back to start. Shatner! Computer! End program! Computer!